Alright, it's AJB for Scrubville Podcast. It's been a minute. Uh, been still busy working on my album. You can't hate on a brother for that. Come on now. Um, first, I do want to talk about Black Panther. Um, I feel like it's awesome about how well it's doing. Seen the movie twice already. It's a great movie. If you haven't checked it out, you need to do so. So many layers of the storytelling. Um, this, this, everything on that in that movie is just awesome, man. The acting, you know, it's just a good movie. Very well done. Um, it's a part of the Marvel universe, but it it has a different feel to it than the other Marvel movie stuff. Uh, but it's a, it's a great movie, so I'm I'm really excited about how well it's doing. And I I knew people were gonna underestimate the movie. And to the point where I was thinking, like, man, even Marvel, I'm surprised that they put Black Panther so close to uh, Infinity Wars. Um, but I think the momentum will start to slow down before that comes out. Um, but it's crazy how many records it's breaking and everything. And I, it's like, it's a movie where I'm like, I'm looking so forward to when it comes out on Blu ray so I can watch it at home and really dissect it. And that's how well it was made. To me, it was like what The Last Jedi should have been or how I should have felt after watching that. But I'll get into that in a second. But yeah, if you haven't watched Black Panther, check it out. Really good movie. Now, um, I want to give a little quick review and talk about Punisher. Uh, I wasn't even going to watch this show. Because after seeing Daredevil Season 2 and seeing Punisher, I liked his character, don't get me wrong. But when he got on the show, the violence went to a whole nother level. And to me, Daredevil was already kind of over the top with the violence. So I was like, eh, I don't know if I really want to watch a whole Punisher show. But got bored, was on Netflix, just wanted to watch something I was sort of familiar with, so I cut it on. Uh, From the first episode it was just it was it was really good but it it kind of reminded me of jessica jones um because the show kind of had a couple of dips where it would get kind of slow um the 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 biggest one was like to me between like the second and third or fourth episode things kind of slowed down after there was such a uh good first episode and i feel like uh with the punisher show it felt like a little weird with the way some characters were getting introduced compared to the other Marvel shows. I feel like the other ones, like when you kind of run into the character, you can kind of tell um, what the importance uh, level of that character is going to be and then kind of where they're kind of coming from. And uh, Punisher feels like some characters get introduced and you're like, oh, who is this? And then you're thinking whether is this a good or a bad guy. And I think that's that aspect of it is kind of cool. But then sometimes you're like, okay, why are you even showing me this character? And then they kind of slowly you kind of realize, oh, okay, this is where this is going with this guy or this guy. Um, but uh, they really used the show to go into some deep topics with, uh, you know, like with PTSD for for veterans, uh, gun control. Um, just all all kind of things they they really kind of dug into even though a show that has a lot of violence and all that so I was really impressed by how they 
you know, how they tackled a lot of those topics. Um, the, the character development was good other than, you know, what I just talked about earlier. Um, but I really love not to give away too much if you haven't seen it. Um, but there's a character micro, uh, that's kind of like, uh, the Q for, uh, Punisher. And, um, he has a situation where his family is still living, but he can't contact his family, but he still watches them. But then you get to see Punisher interacting with his family. And I feel like that whole part of the show really brought a different side to Punisher. And you can really see, you know, his emotions and you get to see, okay, this is probably what kind of father he was. And it makes you really feel bad that his, his family got killed. So, um, I, I really liked how well that was done. But overall, I was really surprised by Punisher because I thought it was just going to be a lot of violence with nothing really going for it. But it, it has a pretty good story to it. I think it's one of the the better Marvel Netflix shows. I still still feel like Daredevil's number one. Um, Luke Cage was really up there for me uh, after that. It's just the second half of the show kind of fell off. It was... It's not like it was horrible the second half. It just wasn't as good as the first half of the show. And Jessica Jones, I tolerate it, but I just feel like this is not for me. And then Iron Fist was just, Lord have mercy, don't even waste your time. Or if you are going to watch it, like start on episode seven. And then Defenders was a little bit of a disappointment. So I almost, I don't put it up there exactly with Daredevil, but it's, it's pretty close. So I was really surprised by Punisher. If you don't mind a whole lot of violence, I suggest checking it out. If that's kind of like in your your genre, what you like, it's worth a it's worth a watch. So definitely, I would check it out. All right, I want to do a little Star Wars talk. Um, I watched Collider video a lot on YouTube, but they're kind of talking about um, the direction Star Wars is going, and they're kind of comparing it a lot to um, the Marvel cinematic universe which I think is a kind of unfair comparison but I definitely feel like Star Wars as of late has kind of dropped the ball and um, one of the things that was brought up on that Collider video that I watched was making somebody like a Dave Filoni who does like Star Wars Rebels I think he kind of had like a part back in the day with uh, the Clone Wars show Uh, but making him like the, the head of the creative over there with it, with Star Wars since he kind of really gets a good feel for Star Wars. And I really think after watching, I haven't, I'm not caught up with Rebels, but um, it's really good and it, it really feels like Star Wars. Um, my problems with the new Star Wars movies like, um, like uh, Force Awakens and Last Jedi is I felt like they were good movies but they didn't feel like they were good Star Wars movies. Maybe like Force Awakens was a lot of felt like a rehash in a lot of ways, but still, it just to me, it didn't feel like it was a great Star Wars movie. Um, now I feel like with movies like that, with with something like a Rogue One, it kind of makes sense because it's his own thing; it's not part of the of the main saga. So you know, I, I think it's cool with movies like that. Rogue One might be my favorite Star Wars movie that they've done since it's been back. I really like Force Awakens, but. I feel like some of the issues it had could be course corrected in in uh, Last Jedi, and I think they totally, you know, failed on that. Um, 
But I'd like to see Star Wars do something like, because they, they said that they've already announced a couple of different trilogies or things that they're trying to put together. And uh, one of them is with some of the guys that have uh, done Game of Thrones. But I would like for them to do like a trilogy on the uh, Old Republic. And then maybe even kind of create like a little universe that's around that time period. And just kind of be like, hey, for the next 10 years, we're just going to kind of focus on the Old Republic. We're going to have three movies come out. Then we're going to have TV shows, animated shows, everything. But it's going to be focused on that time period. That's something I would do after episode nine comes out. And then just kind of have a plan. But just throwing out movies like Han Solo and stuff like that. It's like, okay, you're really just trying to get our money. It's like, and you don't really care about Star Wars. And no beef with Kathleen Kennedy, the head producer of Lucasfilm. But it seems like that's all she's really focused on is just, is just the money. Which, she's a producer that makes sense. But get somebody in there that really cares about Star Wars is going to make sure that the integrity, the integrity is somewhat kept. Uh, but I think there's just a lot of people over there that just, you know, just don't care. And I think one of the things they've done with uh, these new movies as of late with the, like the episode seven, eight, and when they're going to do a nine, doesn't even really feel like there's a clear outline. And I feel like there should have been with these directors. It's like, okay, we're giving you freedom. You can kind of do what you want to do, but Hey, this is the goal here that we're moving to in this trilogy here. So these points need to get hit. And I don't feel like they're doing that. It's just like, okay, we're just passing the baton. You do what you want. And I really feel like what Ryan Johnson did in a lot of ways was just kind of take a crap on J.J. Abrams and a lot of the concepts that he came up with and had in Force Awakens. Like, we never saw the Knights of Ren. We never found out what, who Snoke was. And then you tell us that Ray is the the uh, the the child of some scavengers. So I feel like things like that and some other little things were kind of a shot at fans, which I don't think is cool, especially in the long run. Like, if you want to keep pumping out Star Wars movies and film and, you know, merchandise and all this stuff for years to come. Uh, you don't want to make the core fans mad. And it's not that you got to do, you know, stuff to please them. I think it just needs to have, it needs to line up with what Star Wars is and it needs to be good. It can't just be good. And I think with George Lucas with, with the prequels, he was just, he had his hands on too much of everything. I would have preferred him write the movies but have somebody else direct which I kind of would like now with, with the new movies they've done but hey you know we'll see what they end up doing alright last topic uh, kind of going to kind of switch it from entertainment to church um, but this is something I discuss from time to time with my cousins but um, how come church attendance is down and in this new day and age in 2018. Uh, I was even talking to my grandparents the other day. Uh, my grandpa goes to a, um, a different church and he was discussing uh, trying to get the youth to come back or trying to get a younger audience. And to me, a lot of things come to mind. Um, I feel like um, tradition in a lot of church kills attendance. And not so much with the older people, but like, if you want to get young people in there, you know, doing things the same way you've been doing it for the last 40 or 50 years, I don't think it's going to be appealing to them. And some churches are, you know, so stuck on tradition that when you even do get give some of the younger people a chance to do something that's kind of up their alley, 
it's met with a lot of opposition, which makes the kids feel like, okay, I'm not accepted here, uh, so I'm just going to go somewhere else. Um, also, I think the other side of the coin is that a lot of people just don't see church as a priority anymore. You know, a lot of us are doing things like we're live streaming church. But, uh, you know, I think and it's sad on one end because it's like, um, especially if you if you if you got kids and things like that. And, you know, if you're not going to church or if church is not a priority to you, it'll never be a priority to your kids. And with me having, you know, my dad being a preacher, eventually my mom becoming a preacher, uh, church was, you know, it, it was, was no option on going to church. You knew you were going to church. But I think it was good because even as a grown person, you feel like if you don't go to church, well, for me, it's like, man, I didn't go to church today. Something don't feel right. So, but... Um, I think, you know, having a church where you feel welcome does help, uh, when you know the people that helps, but a church where you feel like you can, like, where you feel like you matter and, you know, you, you can have input there and it's not going to be thrown back in your face. I feel like things like that, uh, really matter. And, and also having people, uh, that you can relate to there, people that are in your age group. And I think that's something that can be hard to deal with as a church, because if you barely have anybody, you know, where, where do you start? So I'm interested to hear if any of y'all want to hit me back up. You know, why do you feel like attendance in church is down in, in this day and age, especially with young people?